two, one, and welcome back for another episode of a Running Thought Podcast coming to you all the way from on top of a volcano in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. This is Clint, and if you're listening, thank you for coming back, and I hope you're doing well, staying masked up, and being safe out there. Um, it has been a while, and I think all of these podcast episodes have started with it has been a while because uh, I'm a scatterbrained person, and uh, although I wish I could do this every day, uh, applying that is a little more difficult than saying that I'm going to do it every day. Um, but I do enjoy it and have been thinking about the podcast um, quite a bit. I actually just renewed the um, hosting for another year. Um, and so I've got some ideas uh, bumping around in my head to kind of make this better. Um, hopefully it, it will be better. Um, I think sort of the, uh, the pinnacle of these ideas is probably uh, some new theme music or musical accoutrement, if you will, um, to kind of lead in and um, fade out um, each episode. So I'm working on that. I just haven't pinned down exactly what uh, I want to do for that. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but um, anyone who knows me knows that I am not a super serious person person per se. I like to joke kid around. Um, and I'm also pretty lighthearted and sort of eclectic, uh, musically. Um, I like a lot of things. I like Willie Nelson some days and I like body count other or actually on the exact same day. So it, um, yeah. Uh, trying to figure out if I want to have like some upbeat music, which upbeat music is cool. Um, or have something more edgy if you looked at any of the uh, products in the Teespring shop or um, if you've ever seen me, I kind of look a little edgy, maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess it's debatable. Anyways, that's actually not the, the pinnacle of um, the ideas. That was actually one that I've been um, thinking about for a while, but it's not the biggest um, change that I want to make uh, to the podcast. The biggest would be just um, sort of sticking with um, a continuous, uh, what's the word, um, a format across each episode. And so what I'm thinking about doing is um, kind of having things sectioned off and then uh, anyone who listens can listen for the part that they want to listen for. And if you want to listen to the whole thing, then that's great. Um, but I'll try to um, go on, the, you know, be a little top heavy with some of the more important things like the um, the race uh, schedule and, uh, you know, supplements, uh, shoe stories and stuff like that. And then kind of leave the mental nuggets and... Um, uh, talk about my trail time or, or whatever. Um, you know, just sort of the running thought, um, stream of thought, stream of consciousness kind of, uh, blabber 
I'll just save that for the end for people that are either stuck at work and have nothing better to do or um, for some sick, sick reason, just want to hear my voice um, as opposed to all the other wonderful podcast voice voices that are out there. Um, but yeah, so just a little uh, reformatting and uh, trying to tighten things up a little bit, actually deliver some some solid content instead of um, just getting on here and sort of half-assing it um, with stream of conscious for, you know, 60 minutes or um, more. (laughs) So that's where I'm at uh, with this. I, you know, it's been so long. I don't even remember if I've done a podcast this year. I tend to, well, that's a lie. I listen to these sometimes, but I, I tend to not regularly listen to them. So I didn't even bother to check to see what episode number I'm on before um, saving this file. So I'm going to have to um, get on the ball. But anyways, it was taking too long to, to get everything fired up. And I figure like, uh, go ahead and pull the trigger. It's now or never. And so I just named it. Um, I think this is episode 26, but I could be wrong. This could be 27. Um, it's not like I can't look that up right now, but I'm already falling back into the trap of stream of consciousness. So, uh, let's proceed, um, with the scheduled plan of activities. Uh, I wanted to first just do a little bit of a supplement shout out. Uh, I don't have sponsors. I don't get paid for this podcast other than what, um, you might purchase out of the Teespring shop or uh, donate through the site. And so I'm not begging and I'm not trying to garner your sympathy uh, or your dollars. Um, I'm just letting you know I'm not sponsored by any of the things that I mention on uh, this podcast at all whatsoever. And if I ever do uh, become sponsored, I'm not opposed to that. Um, I'm doubtful that that will happen. Um, But if I am, I will let you know uh, just for full transparency. But uh, just to give a quick supplement, shout out things that I take and I've mentioned them before. So uh, in case you're interested, uh, my daily regimen of uh, capsules and tablets includes um, GAT multivitamins. That's uh, G-A-T. You can find those at the vitamin shop and probably other places too, like Amazon. Um, I take a multivitamin and then I also take uh, a testosterone supporting um, tablet. And so I feel better when I take them and it makes uh, my pee a really bright um nuclear yellow color. So that's always fun. Um, also, um, uh, Stamets, uh, turkey tail mushroom. I used to take the, uh, immune, uh, comprehensive immune support, but, um, I decided that turkey tail was probably all that I needed just for some immune defense. And so that's what I take every day. Um, those three things, the GAT multivitamin, GAT, um, I think it's gold ES, testrol ES. It's supposed to be, it's not steroids and it's not, uh, doesn't have any testosterone in it um, or any other anabolic steroid. Uh, It's just got supposedly a proprietary blend of uh, 
vitamins, elements, whatever, that are supposed to help support testosterone production. So I am 40, and um, typically testosterone decreases um, as we age. So I'm just trying to, I'm just holding on. That's it. Like the uh, Simply Red song, I'm I'm, uh, holding back the years. Is that how that goes? Uh, But yeah, I'm trying to hold on to whatever I can at this point. Uh, Because it's just... Life is going so fast. So many changes. Uh, But anyways, so those are the supplements that I take daily. Some other um, things that I wanted to mention. uh, I can't say enough about Scratch products. That's um, S-K-R-A-T-C-H. I use these uh, daily and I use them uh, during any events that I run. I haven't been running many (laughs) or any (laughs) for like the last year. Um, But uh, Scratch, I use their um, uh, blah. Now I'm drawing a blank. Let me actually get look up on their site so I can tell you the um, the specific powders that I use because they do have different ones. I use a hydration powder, and then I also use uh, Recovery from Scratch. They do have other magnesium products. They are a little bit on the the pricey side, but, um, let's see. So, uh, I can say I use their hydration mix, but that is not specific enough. They actually have uh, several different blends. And so the one that I use is sport hydration drink mix. And that's, um, at scratchlabs.com. Again, scratch is spelled S K R A T C H, uh, scratchlabs.com. And so their sport hydration mix, I, pretty much drink every during activities and then after um, to keep my electrolytes replenished and not get cramps and kind of just feel better. Um, A word of caution, any scratch product that you're going to take has uh, some sugar in it. And so uh, you're not going to want to just drink this stuff like and sit on the couch. Uh, They, they kind of say that verbatim on all of the packaging, but, uh, these are things that you take to help you, um, perform, um, not get cramps and sort of like physiologically stay in homeostasis. Um, so just that word of caution, don't drink these like uh, Kool-Aid. That would be bad. Um, there's uh, sodium in there too, probably more sodium than you're going to need for a day of uh, Netflix and chill. So just, yeah, sport hydration mix. Uh, anyway, getting back to the point, that is uh, one thing that I take uh, pretty consistently. Sometimes I'll order off of um, scratchlabs.com and then sometimes I've got a subscription through um, Amazon Prime just because it's easier that way. You may be able to set up a subscription through scratchlabs.com. I don't know. I find that I always run out. If you're not living on uh Big Island, uh, or any other island in the world, you may not have an issue with just going to the local running store or um, uh, sporting goods place and, and getting this stuff off the shelf. Um, but if not, you can always go online. Uh, and so I have also, honorable mention, used the hyperhydration uh, drink mix. That's got, I, I, I don't want to say double the sodium and potassium but um, hypothetically, double. It's got more in it. And so those are great for um, long, like ultra 
endurance events. Uh, and so I did um, have some of those packets when I did a 50K a year or two ago. And uh, they helped. They helped a lot. And so Scratch Labs, hydration mixes, and then also um, I use Recovery Mix. And so the one that I'm currently using is uh, Horchata. It also comes in coffee and chocolate and different sizes as well. So you can get that on scratchlabs.com. And that's enough about Scratch. The um, What else do I use regularly? Oh, yeah. Um, I've mentioned this before, but uh, during my runs... Um, especially if I'm doing an ultra event, what I tend to lean towards uh, for sustenance and uh, to an energy, I guess, I shy away from goo or uh, any kind of uh, really sugary substance uh, because I find that I crash from from those things. It's uh, I have it, and then. Uh, little time passes and then I'm suddenly crashing and I'm in worse shape than, you know, before I ate the, the, the goo or, um, the trail, whatever, what are those called? Uh, granola bar, whatever. So what I found works best for me is good old fashioned beef jerky. So if you're vegan or vegetarian, I'm sorry, I don't have any awesome suggestions for you, but um, if you're okay with consuming uh, jerky, then that's what I would recommend. Um, I usually have beef jerky, but you can probably get by with any kind of jerky. So buffalo jerky, uh, lizard jerky, I don't know, whatever. Um, I like to do that because it's got uh, it's packed with sodium and then also uh, a little bit of protein and you don't get that sugary crash so there you have it folks um scratch labs and beef jerky uh pretty much fuel all of my activities um next up i want to talk about big island races events coming up um so i'm looking down the list on ultrasignup.com and it looks like for big island um the island of Hawaii. We've got the Bacoa Spring Fling. That's a 50K and a 16 miler that's coming up on Saturday, February 20th uh, of this year. And the city is listed as Ninole. I've actually got some more information on that. I'm actually going to be participating in the 50K. And so more to come on that in a second. Um, under the Moon is a 200K, 100K, and 50K. That's going to be on Saturday, June 26, 2021. And the starting place is probably going to be Hilo, but go to ultrasignup.com and click into the event to see more information on that. Again, that's uh, Under the Moon, 200K, 100K, and 50K. Um going to be on Saturday, June 26th. Time for Wine is a six-hour, so that means you just do whatever you can do in six hours. So you could run one mile. Um, you could run 100 miles. Um, you know, if you can do either of those things in a six hours, then that's pretty phenomenal. 
Um, and I would love to see that. Also, there's uh, besides a six-hour event, there's 5K and then a three-hour event. That's going to be on Saturday, August 21st, 2021, and that's in Volcano, it looks like. Next up, Go Big. That is a 260-miler, 100-miler, and 50K that actually already happened. Um, That was... Oh, no, no, no. This is the next one. So this is going to be, again, 260-miler, 100-miler, and 50K is going to be on Friday, uh, December 31st. 2021 uh, that threw me off uh, that's gonna start in Hilo it looks like but again click into the event on ultrasignup.com and uh, while I'm on that subject uh, a couple things I wanted to talk about on this one and then back on the Bacoa spring fling um, the go big I wanted to say congratulations to the finishers of that one believe it or not ladies and gentlemen um, boys and girls and, uh, all other pronouns. There were people, at least one person and probably peoples that, uh, finished the 260 miler or maybe it was 300 miler. I'm not, I'm not sure, but they went all the way around Hawaii Island. That's the big one, the big Island. So when you look on the map and you see all the, the islands, Uh, Or you see what's available on the map. There's more islands than they actually show on the map. But um, anyways, if you look at them and you see the big one, uh, that's the one that these people ran around. And so um, uh, for 2021, this is a 260 miler, 100 miler and 50K. Um, I don't know for sure, but I think it's actually longer than 260 miles around Hawaii, but I don't really know that much. So don't listen to me, but Hey, congratulations. I don't want to call the people out by name, um, just out of, uh, you know, privacy, but you can probably go see their, their information on ultrasignup.com, um, in the race results, if you click into the event. So congratulations to all those people, um, you know, big up and that's, uh, awesome, accomplishment and I'm jealous because I have designs on doing the exact same thing and you guys all beat me to it. Um, but my jealousy is only half-hearted and, um, I have more admiration and, um, yeah, congratulations for, for everybody that finished those or participated. And that's not just for the, the big one all the way around. That's also for the 100 miler and the 50 K event and any other events that may have been associated, um, with go big for 2020. Um, getting back to the Bacoa spring fling, I actually need to open up my email because, um, I got a message from the race director because, uh, I am signed up to run it. And so I'm one of these people that's not on social media. So everyone has to email me. I am on Reddit and um, LinkedIn, but I LinkedIn, I'm only on there so that I don't have to send my resume to a bunch of uh, companies. And then uh, Reddit, I like for the podcast. And then I like to just read stuff on Reddit. It's just, you know, it's different. It hits different. Uh, but anyways, getting back to the Bacoa, um, event, the spring fling, um, they're going to be doing trail clearing 
And so if you do have Facebook or if you can go to Ultra Sign Up, you can look at um, the Bacoa Spring Fling page, click into that, and there's probably going to be directions. But um, the email from the race director is, uh, if you can, on Friday, February 12th at 9 a.m., um, if you can come with a machete, weed eater, or heavy-duty trail-clearing equipment, um, weed eaters will be the most useful on this style of course, but all working hands are welcome. If you have an extra weed eater, bring it, um, and they will Venmo for gas costs last time. They did trail cleanup. It was heavy rains, and then race day was flawless clear weather. I don't know why. I just read that but um this is more important bring baseball cap and rain jacket just in case um it's going to be 9 a.m meetup time again that's on friday february the 12th at 9 a.m that's this coming up uh friday uh it's going to be at bacoa farms in ninole again uh this friday 9 a.m bacoa b-o K-O-A Farms in Ninole. N-I-N-O-L-E. I have to spell it because I don't always pronounce things great. Um, plan for a steep driveway from the old church to take 15 minutes to the storage containers. Um, turn left coming from Hilo, right coming from Kona on the road mile marker 20.5 across from an abandoned church. Come directly up the steep hill and continue straight through two intersections and park at the storage trailers. Um, You're looking for a white Toyota Tacoma. And then I'm not going to give out this uh, number, but they would ask that you text them with questions, but yeah, their service is going to be spotty anyway. So you probably wouldn't be able to get through, but then I just read this off. And so if you need directions, you can just replay my beautiful voice uh, over and over again. Um, If she notes at the bottom, if you know someone who wants to sign up, but is struggling, let them know about this opportunity. Also, if you know someone who's signing up, but hasn't got around to it, um, please send this email to them. And so if you want me to send this email to you, you can hit me up. Um, look for um, R, a running thought on Reddit, and you can message me there. Um, or running thought on Reddit. Do that. Um, and so that was the other thing I wanted to say about the Bacoa Spring Fling. Uh, let me get back in my browser here and switch views. Um, so yeah, so the under the moon I had open and, um, it looks exciting. Click into that vent and look around at the pictures. It's, um, self-supported. I do believe all the way. Um, and it's pretty interesting just to read. And there's some course history too. There's a link, um, that goes to, I, I guess it's a blog and it explains or not explains, but it gives a little, um, reflection on the event as um, interpreted by someone in past years. But any, I know I don't make any sense. It's been a while since I read it, to be honest. I was planning on doing this podcast like several weeks ago, but um, have not. So 
Let's see. What else? Uh, upcoming races in Hawaii County from runningintheusa.com. So if you need any details on these, go to runningintheusa.com and um, you can filter on Hawaii County. So coming up, uh, we've already talked about Bacoa Spring Fling, um, March 14th, 2021, the Big Island International Marathon. That is a full marathon, half marathon, 10K, 5K, and two-mile run. And that's going to be in Hilo, Hawaii. Um, This doesn't really pertain to me, per se, but June 5th, 2021 is the Ironman 70.3 Hawaii. It's a half triathlon, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be in Waimea, Hawaii. Um, I think we talked about Under the Moon uh, a couple times. And again, that's going to be on June 26, 2021. And different starting places, it looks like, for for that one. Just letting you know. Uh, June 27th, Kona Marathon. That's a full marathon, half marathon, 10K, 5K. And that's going to be in Kailua, Kona. Time for Wine, August 21st. It's going to be a six-hour, three-hour. We already read that. I already read that. Why can't I just uh, know that these are duplicates and not say them again? I don't know. Uh, Ironman World Championship. This definitely doesn't concern me, but it's uh, October 9th, 2021, and that's going to be in Kona, Hawaii. And um, you know, kudos to all the Ironman people. Nothing against it, but I've got uh, one-track mind, so running is about all I can do. Like, maybe run and chew bubblegum, and uh, I'm at max capacity. So um, kudos to all of the participants in the Ironman. On November 13th, 2021, this one's showing tentative. The 100% pure Kona coffee marathon in Kailua Kona. That's a full marathon, half marathon. And then, um, probably getting way too far ahead here, but uh, November 13th, um, a walk run for literacy in Waikoloa. That's going to be a 5K run. November 26th, I might as well finish all this out since I'm almost done. Uh, Ultraman World Championships, Kailua Kona. Uh, Again, that's November 26th. And then December 19th, uh, Jingle Bell Beach Run is a 5K run in Kailua Kona. And so it's good to see uh, more events on the list. Hopefully uh, COVID will cooperate and we'll be able to have all these live and nothing will get canceled. Um, So fingers crossed there. And again, if you can uh, grab your weed eater or your machete or your um, bush hog or whatever, um, caterpillar, come to help with uh, trail clearing. I will not be able to make it to trail clearing, unfortunately, because I'll be working and my job isn't really one where I can take a day off ever, never, ever, ever, except on weekends. So um, otherwise I would be there. And if you want to borrow my weed eater, um, you're more than welcome to swing by and get it. Just let me know. But you actually have to know me. Um, if I don't know you, then you can't borrow my weed eater, but if I know you, then you can, you just have to, um, let me know, but, uh, yeah. And so that's it for the races for now. We go ahead and, uh, close out these browser windows 
And moving on to shoe stories. Um, so I wanted to talk about my reluctancy to give shoe suggestions. Um, first of all, I'm still learning. And so I, yeah, I don't know. I've got Barney rubble feet and not to, I'm not tooting my own horn or, or whatever, but, uh, I've been running for what I consider to be a fairly long time. So I'm pretty invested in it and my body is, uh, sort of adapted to the weird way that, that I run and, and, and all that. And so I've formed my calluses and, and my body's going to be a little bit different than, uh, people that are started out from square one. And so we're all at different levels and, uh, that's okay. That's beautiful because, you know, uh, five, six years ago, maybe seven years ago, um, I was basically starting over new too, and kind of like just learning actually for the first time. I don't think I ever paid attention to stuff when I was younger. Um, I just wanted to wear all, uh, of a certain brand of apparel and, and that's all that mattered. That was what was important, like having the best color and, uh, the best brand of, um, of apparel. Then as I've aged, I've number one, stopped caring and what everybody else thinks. And then number two, like kind of realized that marketing is, uh, really effective. And so, um, most of what's out there in the running magazines, sorry, I'm opening a Pepsi now. Most of what's out there in the, uh, running magazines and, uh, just, I guess in media in general, uh, advertisements is not necessarily true. It's persuading you to buy things that you don't need which is like a hundred percent of the definition of, of advertising. Right. Cause if you needed it, you would just inherently, uh, seek it out and, and get it. Um, but anyways, I've had discussions with people who I, who walk around with no shoes on. Like I've seen these people multiple times, like they jump out of their vehicle and they're wearing no shoes and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm not calling them out or saying that that's bad. What I'm, what I am saying is that people live their lives every day without shoes on and they're fine. Um, there's people that run with no shoes on and they're fine. I believe that Kenyan runners when presented with shoes took shoes, but, uh, in the absence of that offer ran just fine with, uh, no shoes on. Um, and so because of the amount of marketing that's out there and there's so much noise and it's hard to know like what is good and what is not. Cause obviously I can't try everything because everything's so expensive. And then also I only need one pair of shoes at a time, right? I don't need multiple pairs. So it takes some time. I usually run my shoes into the ground now too. And so I have them for a lot longer. And so it's like, I can't be a tester for everything or can I? So if you own a shoe company, by all means, send me your shoes and then I will, um, test them. Right. And I'll let you know how they, they work. Um, and if they're great, then I'll talk about them on this podcast. So shameless plug there, but, uh, but I don't, 
And so what I found works for me is uh, ultras as I'm slowly um, approaching the point here. Um, what I found that works for me are ultra king MTs and I'm currently in version 2.0 of those and they're working fine. But I have read reviews online where some people don't like the um, the kind of the bottom that's designed to let water escape. So there's actually perforations in the bottom of the shoe and the sole. And so yeah, if you're if you stomp into like a puddle of water, you're probably going to get water in the shoe. But that's not a big deal for me. But I can understand how for some people it would be. Um, I'm you if it's wet outside, I'm usually going to get wet feet anyway, and so I don't really care. But some people are particular about that. And so there's where a recommendation could possibly go wrong. Uh, where a recommendation has actually gone somewhat wrong in uh, recent history, uh, I recommended those exact shoes, the Ultra King MT 2.0s to uh, somebody. And the I just said they were true to size because everything that I've ever gotten from Ultra has pretty much been true to size. Um, there's sometimes some narrowness in the midfoot, but it usually, like I just beat them up and then they stretch out. You know, I don't physically like beat them up, but just over time, like wearing them, they just, you know, they stretch out. Another thing about me that you have to understand is, um, I, again, when I say I don't care, like the, the level of, I don't care for, for unimportant things. Um, it's, it's on 11. Like I, so tying my shoes, I got these ultra 2.0s and they were a little bit narrow in the midfoot. And so you ha- I have the option of, there's a Velcro strap that goes across the top, but then also you can tie the laces. And so if I tie the laces, then you know how, like sometimes you tie the shoe and the knot that you have to make, like the little, uh, rabbit ears, whatever, like it, <laughs> yes, I, I'm that simple. Like I still think of it as uh, rabbit ears and that's how I know how to tie my shoes. But anyways, uh, the knot so little, it's like a tiny little knot and then the little strings just stick out like a little bit, um, because you barely have enough, uh, lace to, to tie them up. Well, that's how these were. Um, that's how they would fit on my foot. There's plenty of lace, but once you get it on my foot, it's just, you know, I had to loosen it up because of how narrow the midfoot is. I wasn't bothered by it. My solution was to just tuck the untied laces underneath the Velcro and then just uh, do that because these are new shoes. These are actually nice even with that situation going on um, versus the ratty pair that I had been wearing um, previously. Uh, so that works for me, but understandably some people might not want to wear a shoe that's kind of like haphazardly, uh, placed on their foot and not tied. Like some people have more, um, dignity than that, um, self-awareness, but I'm not that person. So again, it was sort of a, an issue when the person got those shoes in the mail and then had to turn around and send them right back. Cause in, in their summation, they didn't fit. Now 
I think in their case, the shoes just didn't fit. They were just too narrow and there was no reconciling or stretching out or wearing them uh, with without tying them up. But I still felt bad because I had gone out on a limb and recommended that particular model, which I usually tend to not do. My standard answer is you got to find what works for you. Um, because I've seen that what works for people is, you know, different. Um, and even myself, what's worked for me has actually changed uh, over the years. So, um, yeah, that's my point on that. I'm usually hesitant to give a shoe recommendation, but I can say for me, uh, the King MT, um, even in the 2.0 is, uh, a good choice. I love Vibram, uh, and the minimalist, uh, cushioning on those shoes. Again, I'm not sponsored, but, um, I'm not against being sponsored if anyone's listening. Uh, that's what I like about those shoes. Just minimal. They're lightweight and they stick to everything. Um, but if you ever ask me for a shoe recommendation or you're ever expecting to hear one other than kind of what I just did right now, eh, you probably won't hear. I I mean, hands down for me, what's worked well is Ultra, but there's, you know, people have different opinions. You ask different people, they'll tell you different things. And so that's, those are just some examples of why I don't um, do that. Because I felt bad when... And the guy had to send the shoes right back. Uh, and so those that's all for shoe stories today. My um, King MTs have been working great. I like them. And I've been thinking, you know, if the holes in the bottom are a big deal, duct tape would probably be a great solution. Just um, take out the, um, what do you call it? the insert and then put some duct tape over the holes. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, you're done. Every time you step down, it's going to stick that duct tape right back down to the bottom of the shoe. Uh, I'm not an engineer. I just, you know, it works in my head. So that's a suggestion. Uh, moving on to trail time. Um, I've been able to go to Pu'u'a'a. Wawa, Wawa. I'm probably saying that wrong. So I think the correct pronunciation is Pu'u Wa'awa'a, Cinder Cone State Park. I've talked about this before, but I think I talked about um, just me going. I've been able to take my son. And so while I wouldn't say he thoroughly enjoyed it, um, we did have a pretty good time. and Everybody left uh, unscathed. And so that was great. We got actually some video footage and um, we got to see a lot of uh, animals. Got to see some sheep, got to see some goats um, and some cows. We were making fun of the cows because we thought that they were behind um, a gate. Like, And when I say making fun of the cows, like we were making noises at the cows, but we weren't like harassing them or, um, yeah, I'm not that bad of an example for my son. We were just, you know, 
making moo sounds, as you do when you see a cow. But anyways, saw some cows, and then we saw a minimal amount of people on the day that we went, which was cool, because the last time I went by myself, it seemed like it was uh, packed. But uh, anyway, everybody was nice, and uh, that we met, nice and friendly. So uh, all in all, a good trip, and I'll tell you uh, my strategy for... Uh, having my son tag along. He's not the most get outside and play kid. He would probably much rather stay in and uh, watch YouTube or play video games uh, all day long. That's what he would do if you let him. But uh, what works for me, and this may not work for everybody else, so please don't drag your kids to um, the Cindercone State Park or any other large... uh, high elevation gain area and then like drag them up using the following tactics because it may not work um my son has uh, has already been through uh he's been through hikes like like this before um we've actually we hiked um uh now i'm blanking ypo we hiked ypo um before out towards um the next valley, which I can also not remember. It seems like the uh, the most important things I'm forgetting. Again, I'm uh, 40 now, and so I'm forgetting things easier. But I'm going to look it up because now I feel bad that I don't remember it because it's so easy to remember the name. But anyway, so getting back to the story, um, my son's done hard hikes with me before. And so that's part of why this strategy sort of works. And then the other thing is, and by the way, it's um, Waimanu Valley. I don't know why I can't remember that. It sounds a lot like YPO, but we hiked from YPO almost to Waimanu. We had to stop short because it was rain and it was uh, late at night. So we set up our tents and slept and then hiked back. So round trip, that was 14 miles. But um, the Cindercone State Park, uh, lucky for us and everybody else, it was only, I think, like seven or eight miles round trip back to the truck. Um, it does, the elevation increases pretty pretty rapidly, but I think it's, you know, somewhere around like 16, 1,600 feet or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should read more um, about it before I tell about it on the podcast. Eh, just a thought. But um, anyways, my strategy for doing this with him was uh, once the first signs of complaining began, I started to create distance <laughs> between me and him, not by running away or, or by ditching him, but by sort of creating a distance. So like uh, 500 feet you know, no, no farther than, um, where I could turn around and, you know, see him and see that he's okay. Um, but far enough to where I'm not in the vicinity to hear the grumblings. And so I think what happens with, uh, children, because the same thing happens to me actually. So it probably happens to children of all ages and adults. Um, if there's someone there to grumble to, then, uh, that's, the path of least resistance. And that's probably what the person will do. But when you take that 
out of the equation. Um, my son, for example, has his own space. So it's doing two things. It's allowing him the freedom of not having to complain. Uh, there's no one to complain to. He can complain to himself, but um, he would get tired of that. But then also it's alone time. So why do I go out and do runs in, I, I call them like special areas, right? This is where I'm not running down beach road. Uh, I'm going out to a destination like Volcano or um, to Center Cone State Park. And uh, yes, I'm, perf- I'm purposefully not saying the Hawaiian name because I'm going to mess it up. I think I may have said it halfway right once. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to call it Center Cone uh, State Park for for now. Okay. I'll work on that. I'm sorry. Um, but anyways, so the reason why I do these special trips where I go out and I go for a long run um, is for the aloneness. I like to be, I like to get inside my head and start really thinking about stuff. Or sometimes I like to get outside my head and not think about anything. So that's, that's nice. And it's nice not to have somebody like right behind you or right in front of you the whole way. Um, so you can kind of find your place and uh, sort of center and track towards, you know, what makes you happy, I guess. And so for my son, it worked. It wasn't a miserable thing, uh, a miserable experience, right? Um, He didn't have to listen to my dad jokes and he could kind of go at his own pace. He knows I'm not going to leave him. And uh, I never let myself be out of sight about 500 feet ahead um, at the most. But I would find even with that, a lot of times he was, he would, you know, get behind, lag behind and then run to catch up. And so it worked out fine. Um, and so that's a suggestion on what you might do if you have a little one. My, my son's 10 as well. So he's not exactly like a small, a small child, but I've seen uh, much younger kids out um, not at the tippy top, but, um, at that kind of first summit, like where you go through the cattle gate, I've seen younger kids, um, even up higher than, than that. So I think it's definitely doable. Yeah. It's not, it's not easy for someone that's not accustomed to, to hard things, I guess, or those kind of things. Uh, but that's the whole purpose of going out. Right. And then I can say too, like, once you get to the top, it's kind of rewarding, And so I wouldn't want to make a trip personally. And just thinking like a kid would think too, like if I'm a kid, I want to be on top of the hill, right? If I go and I just go halfway up the hill, I don't know, maybe my, my psychology is off here, but, um, I would be, I want to be on top of the hill. I would want to go to the top and see what's up there. And so that's what we did. Unfortunately, when we got to the top, it was fog that was up there. And so we could see for a little bit, but not quite the same uh, vista that I had um, the first time I went up by myself. But all in all, it was good fun. And so that's um, one good uh, trail trip that I've had recently. The other, um, I've been to Volcano maybe a couple times uh, in the last couple of weeks. And last week, I was able to go on Crater M Trail, which is kind of like the old standby. It's it's 
far enough out from the park entrance that you're not going to get heavy as heavy foot traffic um, on that particular section of trail, but it's close enough where you're not driving like 20 or 30 minutes just to get back to the park exit to, to leave and then facing like another uh, 30 minute ride back towards uh, my house. And so that's why I like it. I love to go down to the uh, evacuation road that's at the end of Chain of Craters and all kinds of trails in between there. But it's just that much further and that much more to drive. I know I'm, I'm being whiny, but it is what it is. Sometimes I just got to get out, get it in, and uh, get going. Um, but last weekend I was able to go to um, Crater Rim Trail. And somebody had been out there with a weed eater and they had cleared it out. And it was so nice because you actually had room on both sides and my legs didn't get cut up by um, uh, raspberry bushes. Um, It was nice. I didn't get that. You know how like when the grass is damp and you get like all the water, it like accumulates on your leg. That's that can be annoying. Um, so I didn't get that. So look at me. I'm high on the hog. So that was uh, good. And then uh, just a reminder, you can let me relive that experience on the 50K uh, by bringing your uh, weed eater, machete, whatever, uh, to the location that I said at the beginning and helping with the trail clearing. It'll be so much fun. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's basically all I've got for, for trail trips. I know it's not much, um, other than that, nothing really on trail. I've been doing the, uh, the standby, uh, beach road, which has been interesting. Um, I'm noticing a lot more, um, half processed pigs like while, you know, hogs, they're dumping them. And so I, yeah, you know, I get it. Like people shoot hogs here and, uh, when you shoot a hog, you got a body and you got to do something with it. But it's really weird to see what I don't. Yeah. I wish people would find another place to dump them like a little bit farther back from the road. And then, uh, also maybe don't have, process them and then dump like the head and and all the crap like just right on the side of like a main road it's uh you know there's cars going by all day i don't know maybe i'm just being whiny but it it seems kind of like there's plenty of jungle and like remote area you could just dump it there um but yeah uh get off my soapbox but i've noticed more of that recently and then uh what else was i gotta say hunting dogs loose on beach road yeah i don't want to start a a thing but i i ran into a bunch of hunting dogs that were just like out presumably hunting on uh, beach road so that was um not really scary but a little bit because i don't want to get bitten by a bunch of hunting dogs but yeah other than that it's just been uh, what's the word? 
not status quo, but it's just been the same old, same old uh, down on Beach Road for, for most of my runs. And they've actually been less frequent because of the horrible weather that we've been having. And then uh, also just school started back up and uh, blah, 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 excuse, excuse. So, yeah, I know. I've got catching up to do. Um, but, yeah, as far as runs, that's that's about it between the trails and uh, Beach Road. Uh, alternative modality. Uh, I wanted to talk about a new piece of, uh, I guess, self maintenance that I've incorporated into my routine. Um, I recently signed up for hot yoga at, um, hot yoga of Hilo. Let me make sure that I'm getting their name right. Cause I don't want to rep misrepresent. Um, yeah. Hot yoga Hilo that is at 336 Kamehameha Avenue unit to Hilo, Hawaii, nine, six, seven, two, zero. It's upstairs. Um, and so I started that a week ago. I've been to three sessions um, and they were great. I've been to two 90-minute and one 60-minute and um, everybody at that place is pretty chill and it was nice. I was expecting uh, to walk into something similar to what I saw on the Bikram documentary Um I was happy that that is not what it's like. It's uh, pretty easy going. And uh, the instructors have both been uh, very nice. And yeah, it's been good. I started that for two reasons. I used to go to the sauna all the time um, when I had access to it. I would, would swim and uh, alternate in the sauna and uh, sometimes the hot tub as well. And so I like those heat type environments. Um, and I wanted to get some, you know, into an activity that's heated on days that I was not able to run because the weather has been, I kid you not, like the worst. I mean, the worst. Uh, usually rain is not a showstopper for me, but it's actually been, you know, thunder and just some really scary looking stuff rolling through. So, and, and just relentless rain. I'm talking about like just oppressive, like just raining, raining, raining for like weeks and weeks. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So on days where that's not possible, I thought it would be good to do like a nice, uh, superheated activity, um, indoors. And that was one aspect of it. Just get kind of getting that sauna effect and sweating. Um, but then also, uh, the flexibility, my body is super in, inflexible. And as I'm getting older, um, it's not getting any better. And so I thought it might be time to start doing a little, a little bit of warfare, against uh, flexibility issues that I have. And so I wanted it to be hot and then I wanted it to hurt a little bit. And so I got both of those things out of all of the sessions that I've been to. And so far, I'm pretty pleased with um, Hot Yoga Hilo. And so if you want to sign up for classes, again, I'm not sponsored by them. Um, 
but you can find them online, Hot Yoga Hilo. And that's been good. I think I'm going to keep that up. Other things that I've been doing since I've been uh, working from home is uh, pretty often or regularly, I will take breaks during the day to do uh, some kettlebell exercises um, and also uh, do some dead hangs or pull-ups or um, dead hang and then do like leg ups. Um, And so that is just another little way that I'm trying to chip chip at uh, getting old, chip away at that. And so that's uh, that's all. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other things in the same vein. I I recently got. Uh, I may have talked about this on the the last podcast, but I was sitting and I was watching Letterkenny, which is a show that I was sort of recently introduced to and I can't believe that I missed it um, all these years but um, if you don't know what that is maybe check it out it's um, sort of amazing Letter Kenny I believe it's only on Hulu but um, I was sitting and I was thinking hmm, I am usually dealing with uh, pain and or stiffness that uh I really don't do anything about usually all I do is just go and probably add to it by running, um, you know, day after day after day. And so I got to thinking about, um, compression, uh, boots and then also, uh, hammer massagers. Woo. Uh, and so I decided since, um, hyper ice units sell for thousands of dollars that I may be, better off just to kind of dabble um, with massage and get uh, a hammer massager. I call them a hammer massager. They may That may not be what they're called, but the particular make that I got was the Adaday, and it's a Bluetooth-enabled thing, but I don't use the Bluetooth because I'm old and I don't understand how things work anymore. Um, but um, Adaday... I started using it and I really like it. Um, the only thing is you got to be careful uh, not to press too hard and not to have the setting too high, especially for me on my calf um, because I did, I think, bruise it after I first got the thing. Um, I think I bruised my calf a little bit. So it was quite sore for several days. I actually had to take a break uh, from running and I wore this old um, 2XU. I don't know if it's 2XU or 2 times U. I, I don't know. But I've got uh, I've got a calf guard, they call it, like a compression sleeve or whatever. And uh, I just had this old thing in my drawer. And it actually worked. I put it on and uh, it helped that area feel better, I think faster than it would have without it. Um, but I wore it like all day for, you know, like two days, I think. Um, and I didn't do any running activities. So at a day, I don't remember the exact brand that I got, but they, I ordered mine at Target, um, because I was trying to think of a store that would have something like that near me 
So massage gun is what they call this, not a hammer massager. That's just, yeah, I'm a weirdo. Um, I think it's called BioZoom. Adaday BioZoom, I think is what it's called. But the, I, th- I believe they have many, many uh, models. And so you can go to adaday.com and look, see what they had. But the one I got was from Target because I just wanted to not wait on uh, an item to be delivered. I just wanted something right away. And so I looked and Target had it. I was surprised because I'd never seen it before in the store, but somehow they had it for order pickup. But anyway, I got it and um, used it and I liked it. But again, just word of caution, there is a point. I'm not trying to advertise to you. I'm just like trying to tell you. Um, uh, Octung, uh, cuidado, caution, don't press too hard because um, you can you can bruise your stuff. And then it's not meant for your head. Uh, or your cervical vertebrae. I read that in the instructions. And also don't go over bone. So like bone, you don't do not do that. That's not good. And then just uh, use it on like the, the meaty parts of your body. Um, yeah. So I think that's it for alternative modalities. That's what I thought I would call that segment these are very loose segments because I just kind of like brainstormed these before the podcast. You could probably tell, but I thought alternative reality, alternative modality, right? Um, so onward to, to mental nuggets. Um, I won't spend too much time on mental nuggets this time, mostly because, uh, I just came up with it and I haven't really thought too much about, what I would actually talk about in this segment, but I guess, you know, similar to things that I've said in the past, um, we are still in COVID times and, uh, it's still a crazy world and we're not back to normal yet. And so, um, we have a lot of time to think and probably overthink things. And, um, there is a tendency in, in some to believe that what's going on in the present is going to persist for all of eternity. And so I just want to take a minute um, for this mental nuggets and just uh, remind everybody that if you look around right now, um, that what you're seeing is not going to be your reality, um, you know, a year from now or five years from now or, or whatever. Everything changes. Change is constant and uh, don't get bogged down by uh, whatever situation you're in right now. You can you can get out of it. Life is uh, short, but it's also the longest thing that we ever do. And so there's plenty of time to make things right, to make amends, to get back on your feet. And um, I have been through a little bit of a pit in the last year and it felt horrible. It was self-inflicted, self-imposed, but it was still a pit and it sucked. And um, thankfully, I've been able to to get back on my feet and, um, you know, it's helped to reinforce that in me is like when you get down on your luck or when you're down on uh, your finances or, or down on friendships or uh 
you know, relationships or whatever, it's not permanent. You can affect change in that area of your life. You just have to focus and move towards your goal. Um, Don't do anything crazy. Don't do any permanent solutions to temporary problems. It's all so uh, temporary. And if you're listening to this, then you're a beautiful person. Um, And even if you are in a bad situation or you've done things that you're not super proud of, um, it's a highly stressful time. And uh, typically people do things that they don't mean to or say things that they don't mean to or, you know, stuff happens. You may lose your job, but that's not a reflection on you necessarily. Um, You're not a bad person and your job doesn't reflect your self-worth or your worth, your value. Um, So just remember you're a beautiful person. Take care of yourself and uh, everybody's struggling. Nobody's having a perfect time um, or a perfect go of it, no matter what they seem like on the outside. So just be nice to each other and uh, take care of yourself. On the flip side of that, I've had to do um, a little bit of self-reflection recently and kind of take stock of where I'm at at 40 years old in my life and I value uh, my relationships with others whether it's a friend best friend acquaintance or whatever Um, I find that as I'm as I am aging that those relationships are getting fewer and fewer and um, you know like I said before I'm not this time I'm, I was halfway joking before, but, uh, this time I'm, I'm really serious. Like I, I, I tend to not, not care as much when, um, you know, life sort of unfolds or, or moves into the next chapter. Cause I just understand that that's how this works. Like things change and, and people change and, you know, I'm not for everybody and everybody's not for me. So, um, acceptance has been kind of a big, a big thing for me and just learning to accept things, um, accept situations, accept other people, accept, uh, myself and kind of, uh, protect myself and know my value and not, uh, assign my value to myself based on, um, other people or other people's opinions. But, you know, at the same time, I've done a, a, a lot of reflection lately, uh, just, you know, trying to be less judgy and trying to be nicer to people because it's so easy to, um, to kind of have a hair trigger on, on judging, uh, other people for the way they make us feel or, um, something that they did that we don't agree with, but it's much, much harder just to take a step back and think about, well, have I ever done that to somebody? Or, um, if this makes me feel alienated or or whatever, should I flip that back on them? Like what's the, what are the pros and what are the cons? And, um, is this really going to help me? Is this really going to help them 
uh, grow as a person or, or whatever? Is it really advantageous to to just dump a person and and not uh, associate with them anymore? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, it's all situational, but I've I do a lot more assessment like that now. And some might say it's overthinking, but I think that everybody deserves that much, you know? Um, I, yeah, I have no idea how this is applicable to, <laughs> to anybody else, but uh, just in case it helps, I, I'm mentioning it. But yeah, self-reflection. We've got plenty of time now, most of us, uh, except for uh, health care workers and first responders, um, big Thanks to them for all that they continue to do. Um, they don't have a lot of time, and so their situation is quite different. Uh, so if you fall into those categories, please just ignore uh, most of the things that I'm saying that in regards to, to having time or whatever. But I'm talking about those of us who are work from home or who um, are currently not employed or are just, you know, going out less or whatever. And then we've, we've got chunks of time that we have to, to think about things or, or ponder the meaning of life. Um, but yeah, but even for those that are busy, it's always good to, to take stock of, um, who and what is in your life and, um, what your, what your goals are, what you want out of life or how, you know, how things are going, what, what are you doing? Like, it's always good to, to do that. And then again, uh, like I was saying before, don't, don't assign your worth based off of your situation or, um, things that are beyond your control. Nobody's perfect. And, uh, you know, it'll work out. My dad always says it'll all work. It will all work out in the end. And if it doesn't work out, then it's not the end. And so look at it that way. And, uh, yeah, so that's all that I will do for mental nuggets. Probably going to be, uh, one of the, the less popular (laughs) segments because I typically don't have any idea what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so I thought that I would end, uh, with good tracks, And so these would be songs that I liked or maybe like, um, maybe stuff on Netflix or, uh, something that I found, uh, inspirational or, or whatever. And so, um, good tracks. I don't really have a lot. I recently discovered Ty Seagal. Um, so now that I'm 40, I've, I find it necessary to spell things so that, others can fully understand what, uh, I'm trying to, to convey. So Ty Seagal, T-Y-S-E-G-A-L-L, Ty Seagal. Um, I recently discovered the song, Everyone's a Winner, and then listened to the rest of the album, Freedom's Goblin on uh, Spotify. And that is a great song and a great album. I really dig it. And yesterday on the ride home from Hot Yoga, I listened to a little bit of um, Foo Fighters catalog. I just kind of let Spotify play 
you know, whatever from Foo Fighters. And so it was great to go back in time and hear uh, all of those Foo Fighters songs from when I was in high school or by early 20s or, or whatever and just kind of like rehash those memories and then also hear some pretty good music like in the time i never realized how good uh foo fighters actually are um but it was great to listen to them good change of pace so as far as music that's all i've got um stuff that was awesome on uh netflix uh the ronnie coleman documentary holy moly you gotta watch that that guy is like a comic book character. When when I, I I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw how massive and uh, knotted up that guy was in his heyday, um, and he's still a pretty stout looking uh, guy at his age. So that was a great one, the Ronnie Coleman documentary. I forgot exactly what it's called, but I'm sure you can find it um, by searching for Ronnie Coleman. Then, as I mentioned before. Um, Letter Kenny is not inspirational, but it's funny as crap, and uh, you should definitely check it out. Not for um, small children, so if you're not an adult, um, don't watch that. I'm not telling you to watch that, and um, I never said anything about it. So, uh, but anyways, Letter Kenny, uh, funny. The Ronnie Coleman documentary on Netflix is great, and I'm trying to think if there's been anything else inspirational. And I can't, and we're at an hour and 13 minutes here. So I think I've talked long enough, but um, thank you once again for listening to another episode of a run and thought podcast. Everybody take care of yourself and uh, hopefully fingers crossed. I will be back soon with more of my shtick. Thanks for listening.